<laughs> I, I just thought it was funny, I, just for a second. I've, as we've gone through this, like, podcast, I've gotten just so fucking lazy about editing. At the beginning, I tried so hard all the time. It took, like, hours to edit. Now it's like, uh, does it line up? All right, uh, intro, outro, music, and we're done. Nothing wrong with that. I just thought it was funny. Uh, I think we're getting like better too, or there's not a bunch of like dead air. But tell us what you guys think. Do you think Kyle should go back to editing this for hours, like over editing everything for literally yeah. no reason, taking out every breath of air every time I breathe through my nose too close to the microphone? I did do that. I took out a lot of like we didn't know how to. <laughs> record (laughs) so i still don't know how to record to be fair yeah to to be be fair we yeah b B minus but let me know what do you think is it is it better this natural you hear all of the extra noises or are you tired of hearing me burp and fart and sneeze and yawn and burp did I, say I had to leave that fart in the show. I know I you did. To... You had to comment on it. That's the issue. <laughs> <laughs> That's the issue. Is it's not. It's not that it happens. It's that we have to say something about. We have to it. talk about it. Yeah, reacting to something. <laughs> can't take it out then because it just makes no sense. All right, I got it. I got a like a a, a question. A. Uh, Cold open question. Yeah. If a, if a fart happens while you're recording and no one says anything, did it really happen? Yes. Yes, it did. Okay. Because, <laughs> like, it's on, re- it's on the, the recording. It's on the what record. If, what if they didn't hear it either? Well. The, peop- the people listening. The pe- <laughs> I thought you were talking, like, the people inside the microphone. Yeah, them too. Because that's how a microphone works, right? It's just like little people inside of it writing everything down. Yeah, they just transfer. listen. <laughs> yeah. That's that's how it works, right? Can you imagine? That would be cool. That would be kind of creepy, though, to think that they just sit in my house. They're just waiting. What do they eat? Each other. Oh, oh God! How do they survive? <laughs> it doesn't last long. It's yeah. it's yeah. That's why we have to replace our microphone so often. Right? Yeah. Makes sense. <laughs> Makes sense. Anyway, welcome. Yeah. <laughs> That's welcome Eric to the Ono oh Disc Golf Podcast, where we make up hypothetical situations that wouldn't exist in any other weird universe except for ours. It could happen, though. And we talk about disc golf. Hey, every once in a while. And I'm Eric. My best I'm friend Kyle. is Kyle. Oops, sorry. I'm Kyle. <laughs> I'm going to leave them both in there, too. I, I I believe it. We just talked about editing, so Fuck, don't be I surprised. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and like... I. <laughs> The things I was supposed to like put in the show notes, I didn't do any of that. 
Because by the time I'm editing, I forgot that I said I was going to put it in the show notes. It's for what exactly? Like, what are we talking about? Like the one time I was supposed to put like the suicide hotline in there. Oh, I don't think I did. Just, you know, things. Well, I guess I'll just have to do a better job as a partner of typing somewhere in the outline what needs to go in the show notes. If you could. It's probably helpful. That'll be what I have to do. We're a team. We're partners. We're partners. We're lawyers. <laughs> I was going to plug the we're partners episode. We're lo- we're not lawyers. Just We're so not lawyers. We're just yeah. Not cut that out. Cut, the, cut that. Cut that. <laughs> um, check hey, out if- Disc Baron. Dot com and use code one five five four zero two for ten percent off. Use code ONO for free shipping on any item at our Teespring store. And check out our Instagram, Facebook, and our YouTube. You can listen to all of our episodes on YouTube, including the interviews, which you can actually see our faces. It's not necessarily a good thing, but you can. <laughs> it's there. They're there. Also, if you want to watch and see our faces, Spotify. That is. Oh yes, yeah, I forgot sure. Spotify does that. But yeah. it's not like huge. You know, it's no big deal. And we, like you know, the ones where it's just Eric and I, we don't usually do video because I like the low pressure of not having video. It means I don't have to put on pants. Yeah, you guys would not like the the. Uh video of me right now i got a button-up shirt unbuttoned i look like oh god i look like mac fat mac with his hawaiian shirts but without them buttoned up all right unbuttoned fat mac yeah yeah so well let's start off the show by eric telling us about how he played disc golf I just want to quickly um, plug that if we are on video, I don't dress like this, so you don't have to worry about seeing that. <laughs> if you were worried. Yeah, if you if you were. Um, yeah, disc golf this weekend. I had the above par tournament in Saginaw at Wix. It was uh, warming up Wix, it was called. It was by, um, like I said, Above Par and Andrew Garza were like the leading tournament directors. And nice. Well run. It had um, circle markers, which is starting to become like a regular thing in uh, in like the tournaments, which is awesome. Um, but like the whiskers. So that that's really nice to just not have to ask your card on if you're. You know, if you're outside the circle or not. Absolutely. Love, love having that. Because then like when people, it's like, it's one of those things that, that it's so small, but when I ask it one time and they're like, oh yeah, of course, I feel dumb for even asking it. It's like, uh, um, I just wanted to make sure it's like half the time I'm asking, I'm like, I know I'm out, but I don't want them to be thinking like, oh, he, you know, he's not he's out. cheating. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so, no, I do the same thing. I, yeah. I have to ask, like, probably four times around. Yeah. Um, so that that was that's just it's just awesome that it's finding into it more and more tournaments in my area. Um, I shot really great, really good. The first round, I put myself in a tie for second after the first round. And then the second round came on and I, I don't even know what happened. It was, uh, it was something else. Um, I think everyone on our card had a streak of three holes where we went four or five under par, including the winner. And, um, yeah, it was just, uh, it was just weird. Well, did you feel like you couldn't push at that point or like, what was I don't like, there was nothing, there was nothing that I could pinpoint as my, as what like kept me from playing well. It was, it just felt like there was always, always those shots that just needed to be like a little bit better to get me like the birdie or a little bit better to save, help me save the par. And it just, it was just, it, I, I don't, I, I feel weird saying like pieces weren't falling together, you know, because I don't, it feels like I'm putting blame on something else and it was just my play, but it's like my play wasn't bad. It just wasn't good either. If that makes sense. Yeah. Like it's still, yeah. it still was like over 900 rated, which isn't like amazing, but it's, it's, it's good for me and it's consistent for me. So it just, it was like, I couldn't do anything that was great or spectacular to push me to that next, that next part. Gotcha. So well, it was weird. But still sick to be in a position to where like, yeah, in second. Yeah, it was, uh, that was the first time I ever actually put myself on a lead card to try to chase down first. So it was, it was good experience to kind of, kind of figure that out. Um, and yeah, what it was, would you um, recommend? Like, what did you learn that you could tell the listeners about? Um, just make sure you, if you got a tournament coming up that you really think you have a chance at winning or you want to have a chance at winning, go and practice your shots on some of the harder holes. Uh, so that's was it's leading into my next point. Um, hole two at Wix is what, probably out four fifty. You think? Yep, dog okay, leg so, right. Yeah, four fifty. It's uh, got a big tree right in the middle. It's a pretty tight fairway, and it's a big dog leg right. I don't have an amazing forehand that can put me down and up to like close to the basket, but I have one that can get me in the fairway. And my backhand wasn't feeling the most comfortable. I was leaning on my forehand the most, but that's not a hole I usually throw a forehand on. And so that hole, I double bogeyed both rounds because I didn't throw, I either didn't throw my backhand or because I wasn't comfortable in my forehand. Vice versa. Um, yeah, I mean, but I was, I was fine, like taking the three, like I was, I was trying to take my forehand and I was trying to just lay up 
in kind of like the middle, get past that big tree. And I was trying to yep. just to like leave it in the middle, leave me a forehand up and like try to make the putt was all I was trying to do. And because it, I normally don't throw forehand on that hole, it wasn't comfortable and I wasn't throwing it well. Gotcha. Um, so and those practice- tree, the, the woods are really thick on that yeah. hole. Practice, practice so. your shots. Um, you know, even if you think it's a hole that you're like, oh, I'm always going backhand. I'm always going backhand. Maybe just try the opposite um, and and try from there. Yeah, because, I mean, you never really know if, like, it's just not going to be working suddenly, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. good to have a backup. Yeah, yeah. So, but it's funny, um, on hole two at Wix, I double bogeyed it from both sides of the fairway. So the first round one, it faded out early into the trees on the right, and I tried to hack my way through with, you know, whatever. It's a thick woods, yeah. Yeah. And then the second round, because I tried to adjust from letting it fade early, I turned it over too much on the left and tried to hack my way through the left-hand side. And... Yeah, so I feel like the left hand side's a little bit easier, but it for sure is, and I would have been fine, but because I had it in my head that I was gonna take a double bogey after my second shot, where I like hit early again, I uh, I pured it and then went like up to threes deep pad and had a putt back. Uh from like threes deep pad, so gotcha mm-hmm. yeah it, it was just it too a, well yeah oh yeah yeah it was it was uh it wasn't too good of a shot but that's what happens but i still ended up at fourth um which was which was nice it was also i'm still dealing with some of like i think it's like an imposter syndrome where i don't feel like i deserve it uh Based on based on my play, because I know I can play better than that. So I don't know. It's just it's just hard to hard. But to it's not with. like you played bad. It's just... I know. Yeah, I, I get. I yeah. I mean, that makes sense. I didn't play good enough for first, but I didn't play bad enough to beat last either. Yeah. Yeah. Top yeah. five. Top yeah. Top four. Almost. Almost podium and. And almost on that podium yeah yeah i met some great people though um one of the guys who was on my card both round miles was just like a really positive fun to fun to be with dude so that's always cool and then uh his friend was on the first card and then i had uh Arabets, which is kind of a a fun local dude who's just kind of always cheering people on and uh kind of fun to be around so that's what That's matters good. in the end, right? I had fun. That is literally the most important thing. Yeah. Fun because fun. it's a game. <laughs> right. If you're not having fun, then you're doing the wrong hobby. Yeah. Not to say go find, I mean, go find a game you like. like. Playing disc golf bad is not fun. I get that, but you got to be able to laugh at yourself sometimes. Or if you're like me, all the time. Yeah, all the time. And then I turned around and traveled 
down to Otisville, which is actually, I think, the closest tournament I've ever been to. I think. Um, but it's at Hunt's Hideaway. It's a private course near me. And it is uh, much different than Wix. It is very uh, tough. Wix, I mean, Wix is tough, but Hunt's Hideaway is... Like, I think Neg 5 there is 1,000 rated, so... Oh, wow. Yeah. A um, lot of OB, a lot of, lot of tight OB, and a lot of long holes. I think there's five par fours, and then there's, like, three or four of those holes that are, like... They could be par fours, and no one would bat an eye, but they're par threes because it's trying to be like you know like the closest thing to a tour level course that we we have in our area uh gotcha uh give uh, me one can we pause just for one second yeah can you mean pause the recording sorry hooray yeah yeah um yeah 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 yeah, hunt's hideaway it has it has a triple island hole. It has baskets with 15 feet, 20 feet behind it is out of bounds. And there's about three or four holes where lining the whole left side. So if you're a backhand dominant player, right hand backhand dominant player, along the whole left side of the fairway, about 15 feet off the tee pad is out of bounds. Ooh. Yeah, so it is it is a fucking tough course. Um I shot before coming coming in today or coming in this weekend on Sunday, I shot my two highest scores were a neg ten and an egg twelve. Or a plus ten and a plus twelve. <laughs> oh wow. I was uh... <laughs> You're like, Well, that's pretty good. Like you got so good, dude. No, my two highest scores were plus 10 and plus 12 coming in to Sunday. Um, So first round, even though it didn't feel good, I shot a plus five, which put me in nine. That's good. Yeah. I mean, it cut cut my last highest in in half and then, uh, but it put me in nine. So I felt kind of felt like I was out of it. You know, like I was like, I, I mean, most I can get is like third maybe fourth yeah um somewhere in there and then i started the round and i bogeyed the first five of six holes so i was like all right yeah i'm i'm out there's a chance i get last at this point you know yeah and i just i kind of let it all go i just i just kind of i i don't want to say gave up but i just I just played disc golf. I didn't focus on on score. I didn't focus on my my shots too much. I I mean, I focused on them, but I didn't overthink them. Right. And you, uh, you knew what to throw. So. Yeah, before before I knew it, I was in a tie for third. Um, and I just I needed to birdie out, and I was coming up to kind of like the a string of holes that was it was going to be like three hard holes in a row, and then a fairly easy one, you know, depending depending on how it goes and uh I birdied two of the three and ended up finishing for fifth. So nice. Yeah. That's awesome, I was, dude. 
I was happy um, overall with with how I played. Uh, you know, obviously there's there's things I wish I could change, but but uh, what do they say? Uh, hindsight is twenty twenty, right? Yeah, is that, is that the saying? Yep. Yeah, I think it is. Yep. Um, the thing I feel like I changed mostly in my in my second round is instead of throwing the backhand, I went straight for the forehand because all all most of the shots play play dominant to the forehand. They okay. are easy to kind of play like the layup and just go for par, and that's yeah. what I did instead of trying to trying to get there with the backhand and it worked out that's awesome the that sounds like you're playing smart yeah the thing also that i was really proud of is i only took one out of bound strokes stroke the entire tournament hell yeah so that was cool because there's a lot of ob there yeah there is there's so much ob um and what else? Oh, this is the other thing. It's I don't know why. I don't I don't know I can't think of any any reason or like thought process in my head, but I never felt pressure while I was putting. I never felt like I have to make this putt. I have to make this putt. I have to make this putt. There was never that there, except for one time where it was about a thirty foot putt and it was a giant drop off behind the basket. And that was the only time I couldn't remember thinking like I just got to get this this putter in the basket like or and then I switched switched my mindset at that point for that putt specifically instead of I want to get this putter in the basket I just needed to hit metal that's what I switched it to is yeah. I just need this putter to hit metal so it doesn't go flying down the uh, drop off and uh, I made the putt and so. I don't know. I wish I wish I I had more insight on why I didn't feel pressure on my putting. I didn't putt um, abnormally well, but I didn't putt bad either. So it was just kind of like a non non issue, which was weird because usually I put a lot of pressure on my putting, which I think is dumb because you're a good putter. But it's I, I but I think that's why I put my pressure on it, right? Is because like this is where I can gain strokes, right? Is is making these putts is is what can push me to gain strokes. So yeah. that's why, like, I don't know. It was it was just weird. It was it was it was like it was just naturally not there. Like the pressure was just naturally not there, and I wish I knew what what caused it. Um, yeah so so you could harness it yeah so i could harness it and kind of try to get in that mindset every tournament because it was nice to kind of just be able to step up to the putt and putt normally and not putt like i'm in a tournament because that's what you're supposed to do right is just put normally yeah play like you're playing a casual round Yep. I also very much wish I would have gotten my cart completely finished for Hunt's Hideaway because it would have been nice to be able to sit down everywhere I went because it is a, an extremely long course with a lot of hills. Gotcha. Sounds like a fun course. Yeah, yeah. I mean, next time you come, we'll have to have to try it out. Um, 
Yeah. That's it. That's all I got for tournament. Oh, I averaged over 900 golf the whole weekend, which is a huge win for me. Hell yeah. Huge win. If I... I'm I'm saying it now so I can uh, keep myself to my word, but if I win an Amit 2 tournament this year... I'm switching to MPO next year and I'm just not looking back. I'll just I'll keep I'll keep losing an MPO until I figure it out. I like the thought process. Now, outside of disc golf, Kyle had some fun. Yeah, I've been just like off the disc golf life for a minute. I don't know. Needed to get back just like going outside. So I went and saw uh it's uh it's the Wubs, uh, some dub stuff. Uh Wes Anderson and then Breadwinner at the black box in like downtown uh Denver. Super fun. Uh love having like an option for like an underground feeling uh venue that's like super low pressure and it was like 10 bucks just fucking awesome uh so yeah that's go do things is is what i wanted to uh just kind of like boil it down uh if you're kind of stuck in a rut like i've been you know even if it's going and listening to music for a few hours it's better than just sleeping i don't know so do you knew did you know any of these artists um, what are they called what do i call no they're, they're a little bit smaller uh names than like a you know going Would to you like red Rocks or something to? But I I listen. They're on Spotify, and I just like listen to them um, for a little bit. But like before I bought the tickets, and I was like, "Oh no, this is perfect. This will be great." So this is exactly what he needed. Needed the whoops, but like the venue is fucking awesome. The there's like uh, I think like eight subwoofers in this like setup that they have. And it's it vibrates your soul. It's so great. For such a small space, it is so loud. So glad I had your plugs, but uh really uh cool place to just like sit in the corner, close my eyes and feel, feel it. it. Yeah. See that's like one of the reasons I hate concerts <laughs> is I hate hate the feeling of, of the music on my body. You would have hated this then. Yeah, no, I don't. I've never enjoyed it. I like it. Each their own, man. Yeah, it's it's a it's definitely a, a vibe, but I didn't feel like out of place too badly yeah. too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, well, so is it safe to say you'll be back? Hundred percent. I'm definitely gonna go back there. Uh, lots of fun for a Tuesday night, you know. Yeah, I'm sure they do shows fairly often too, right? If that's like all their the main like, their main gig, all the time, every day they have something going on. So, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it's yeah, about half hour away from me. 
pretty sick. Love it. Anything it's else? It's weird to have like an option oh. like that though, you know? Yeah, for sure. To me, I still think it might like uh, in my head like this is weird. <laughs> like mm-hmm. cuz uh, like the most the closest to entertainment you'll get like that near Saginaw is like a club or a metal concert, you know, or like you yeah. know, like some random ass as as a metal concert and then occasionally you'll get like some some like dubstep or electronic music that like comes but it won't be you know once a week let alone you know if you're lucky once a month for sure yeah it's it's just like a completely different scene it's just yeah i think you might i mean i think you might be able to get it like maybe once every other week down in detroit but even then you really have definitely it, it definitely i don't think it would be like the every you know like the same spot every time you would have to find it type thing like i feel like know. grand and then when, rapids might have like a little bit of a similar scene and maybe like yeah. an harbor but yeah I, I can't think of any anything near sagging all that was anything close to that yeah yeah but yeah sure. uh go do things is uh you know i was super nervous i haven't been to a concert in like, or like a show in like over four years so i was like definitely panic smoking a bowl in the car before i went in but uh i don't know it was fine once i went in there it's got to break the seal and do things that you enjoy as long as they don't hurt other people yeah yep It is. It's it's hard to motivate yourself to get out and just enjoy life sometimes. Yeah. I, I don't know what's going on with this golf with me, but uh like I love it. It's just it's been just I feel like I play like trash every single time. It's just annoying. Uh it's been quite a while of that. So Number one is to, have fun. Yeah. I still do have fun. It's just I am finally getting frustrated with. No, I'm I'm saying like you know like if it's causing you more stress than it is bringing you happiness, then don't force it on yourself. Right is all all I'm saying. Yeah, you know, like if you go out if you go out with Will, enjoy the company with Will, but don't force yourself to go out by yourself and. Yeah, hate it, and it's just like I don't know. I I I re- typically really enjoy practicing like every day, all the time. I just like having a disc in my hand, and it's just been not that. So I don't know, man. But I feel like you know, doing things like going to go listen to music and shit, kind of helpful in just like taking steps to opening the door back outside again well i mean you have to go outside to get back inside so maybe so you know how we joked about like uh whenever we have an interviewer on we suck all their all their power out maybe that's what it is is you've just been interviewing with me so i've sucked all your love for disc golf out and now i'm just like I'm dying to disc golf all the time, and you're just like, mm, I don't know. It's ah! still, 
I, I it, you know, it's my favorite game still for sure. But like, I just, yeah, I don't know. You got it too. Or it's like, it's just difficult for me to force myself to go by myself lately. Whereas yeah. usually I love that shit. Mm-mm. Live for that shit. I don't know. So huh? it'll come around. Maybe the new pro tours coming up will uh will get you excited. Let's hear it. All right. Well, we had the first ever disc golf pro tour stop in Washington State. It was the Cascade Open or something weird. I just had it, but then you know Fancy. Um Yeah, but it's the first ever Pro Tour stop. Cascade Challenge. Yeah. Yeah, um, you forgot part of it. Yep. And that was taken down by Ricky Wysocki. Uh, so that was cool. And Cat Merch got her second win ever. I was I was heavily rooting for Sayananda because I think she's funny. And uh, yeah, so but it was cool. It was uh, cool to see something in a new state that has never hosted a pro tour event. It is fun to kind of watch history, you know? It's, yeah. Uh, who knows? It could become like a major stop in the future. And so it's cool to see like its beginning. It was a very pretty course. Lots of big trees. Um, I feel like any any course that's up in that, that uh, area... Is that the West, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's Anything like up coast. in that like yeah, that northwest area is uh is is good looking courses. They're big trees, uh wooded, but also they find a way to make them like long. So like the holes long. Yeah. And um I, I yeah. love how how um this sport really takes the natural beauty and puts it on display yeah instead of like golf courses which just like mow giant fairways in they all are the same it's just you know it's the the variation is just not there and like a basketball court (laughs) speaking of i don't know if i talked about it last time but um Jennifer Allen got her ace on on Sports Center top ten. Did I talk about this? Yeah, whole one, right? Yeah. Okay. Never mind then. They removed it because golf got an ace. So fuck you, golf. Oh. Yeah. Fuck you, golf. <laughs> I already talked about it, but I gotta say it again. Um, That's funny. And then coming up, we have uh, the Portland Open. This will be the fir- third year. Um, at Glendevere, it is the first effort time we're seeing an Elite Plus event. Um, I think it's just worth more points, if I remember right. Nothing crazy. This, so why uh, is it so fancy? Um, I think it's just, it's like, I think they're trying to like make events in like in like stages. So there's like majors, right? Which are like Worlds, Champions Cup. Um, United States Disc Golf Championship. You know, there's like all those European Open. Yeah. 
Right. And then I think Elite Plus is supposed to be like the like in between worlds and elite events, and they're just like worth slightly more points. And then there's elite events, and then there's silver series. And so I think it's just like a way of making each uh each each event worth like different points, different amounts of points. I don't understand why. I think I feel like it's just kind of one of those maybe maybe that were where uh it's like a growing pain you know it's like mm-hmm. they they're trying to do too much like i don't feel like it's necessary to do totally. it but it's it's more confusing than anything mm-hmm. so we'll see if it it's something that kind of sticks around or if it'll just be there for a couple years or not it's i agree with you right very much growing pains that's like nail on the head yeah, okay. So um to for the elite elite plus or elite whatever they're called specifically, there's two of them and they are worth 150% points awarded um along with the playoff events, which I can kind of understand the playoff events cuz they're the end of the year, so it's right. kind of that last push to get those extra points, but these are just kind of thrown in. Um, but the playoff events are D-Glow, MVP Open, and the DGPT Championship are all playoff It's like, it's like double jeopardy. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Time yeah, that's horrible. That's but, what the playoff events are. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. I, if it doesn't add anything to the, to the coverage or to the, to the actual stop, then to me it's, it's kind of silly. But it's like I said, I think no it's... Reason. Uh, yeah, I think it's just like they don't want it to just be another stop. So, but they also don't want it to make it as big as a major. And right, like oh look, significance. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, but Ooh. I mean, it is it. It's two different courses. Well, yeah, it's two different courses. It's Glendivere West and Glendivere East. So that that you know makes it closer to like a major, but it still is like. It's just it's just unnecessary, and um, so yeah, we'll see how it goes. Starts tomorrow or starts today, if you're listening to this on Thursday, which and, is uh, when it will be releasing. So yeah, <laughs> and um, um, if you've watched the last two years, it has all come down to one stroke. So it should make for exciting disc golf at the very least. This is the one where there was like eight people in contention for first, right? I don't believe so. Oh, okay. I I think uh, that was Idlewild. Alright, sorry. Uh, So this was the one where two years ago, Kevin Jones was in the lead, and then he chained out of like four putts in a row. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was bad. It was it was hard to watch. It, yeah, and Simon, it hurt my soul. Simon won it last year by one stroke to Garrett Gerthy. Um, it is it out of it, it's on a golf course, and out of all the golf courses, this is kind of one of the better ones. They do a good job of working the places that are in between the golf fairways, but still adding like. It's okay to throw the golf fairways in every once in a while. Like I'm cool with like one big wide open shot every once in a while, but the ones that are like golf fairway after golf fairway after golf fairway after golf it's like, fairway. Like are we playing golf or are we playing yeah. disc golf? 
Yeah, so this is, um, I think it's hole 16 or 17, and they could have changed it this year. It goes across two different fairways, so you have to start from, like, one side of one fairway and shoot across two fairways and get to the other side, like, through a that bunch of cool. trees. And it's, yeah. like, it's, to me, is one of, like, the most picturesque holes because of the large trees that are in the northwest. So, pretty excited. Um, I'd still, you know... No matter what happens, I'll never choose this over like Hornet's Nest or MVP Open or anything like that. So, but but still, you, know, you can't it's just golf. You can't have those all the time. You know, like if I had to watch MVP Open every week, I still wouldn't get bored. It wouldn't be as special though. <laughs> no, I know. I'm just kidding. It was it was a joke. Yeah, it definitely um, courses like this that are still good and entertaining. And bring a different aspect to the game are still important. And it's, I mean, the more we fight it, the the harder it gets to to enjoy it. And I'm still going to enjoy it with every, every ounce of my being. I'm in. Sweet, sweet. Top so, yeah. five. Just kidding. Topic three. <laughs> Topic three. Um, you want to say topic three? Topic no. three. You say whatever you want, my friend. All right, we, we're doing the questions because we're out of top five ideas. Send us your top five ideas so that we can go back to them if you would like to. If not, that's fine too. We'll think. Of, we'll we'll throw a top five in here or there when we. It's gonna happen. Think eventually. of something good. Yeah. All right, so let's. Uh, individually you go first or we both can be thinking about it but build your perfect card so you got to pick three people that you play disc golf with that are from your favorite tv shows or movies they can be from a movie even though i don't know you don't watch a lot of movies you can even throw an extra like you know who's caddying for you if you want in there if if you got the you know it'd be fun yeah i'm listening no i don't but peter pan yeah yeah as a caddy or as a player as a player the robin williams one uh yeah i think it'd just be fun to be able to fly on a course i just think that'd be dope he just like he just like pass you the magic power like he does and in yeah. uh, the cartoon, and you just float forever. All right. Well, then, because you're taking Peter Pan, I'm going to pick Rufio on on my card. All just right. For, just for funsies, Rufio. Like oh, Rufio. I'm going to pick before you can take him. I'm going to pick uh, Frank Reynolds as my caddy. Oh, yeah. All right. I'll take Charlie. As my caddy. <laughs> all right. All right. He's going to like Gross. show up with like one shoe. Yeah. So that every shot, he's going to be like, oh, it's a left hand. You know, going to the left. You're not wearing a left a... shoe. <laughs> so you do watch movies. Oh, yeah. What is that from? Uh, Happy Gilmore. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. That's an <laughs> old movie, though. I- I'll watch think... old movies. <laughs> I, I just don't like that. I don't like new movies. How about that? Okay, that's fair. 
too much money in it. I like shitty stuff. Who else am I going to put on my card? Um, Ron Swanson's got to go on the card. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be cool. I'm thinking a cartoon. I was trying to think of who, what cartoon character would be good on my card, and I couldn't, I couldn't come up with one fast enough, and I didn't. I want can't there to think be of a good cartoon or... that would like it would actually be beneficial, but I'm gonna go with BoJack Horseman. <laughs> It'd be fun to watch him just get wasted on the course, or like do drugs and. Uh, you know, he's like a 1,200-pound man right. horse. So <laughs> so at the very least, he'd be distracting to the other cards. And he doesn't have hooves. He has hands. So, no. so he can still throw. Oh, yeah, big time. He's not, <laughs> not very athletically gifted. But, you know, who is? Then for my cartoon... I am going to go with uh, uh, Jake the Dog. I'm going to go with Jake the Dog. Jake the Dog. Yeah, because he just seems like a... He seems like just a... if, If I had to pick a cartoon version of Frank Reynolds, I feel like Jake's it. I think he would just like stretch his arm out so he could make it and then right. take a take a nap on the course. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I'm okay with that. Like I'm I'm fine sitting back and watching my uh card mates play good disc golf. Like that's cool. I dig it. I dig it. So yeah, I got uh Jake the dog. I don't remember who I picked. Okay, cool. Uh, I don't remember what I said either, so let's not recap. Jake the Dog, Frank Reynolds as a caddy, <laughs> um, and two other guys. <laughs> <laughs> Just like immediately speaking and putting that into the trash. Yeah. All right, Eric. How many discs or molds are in your bag? So, so someone just asked this on Facebook, and that's why it's here. And I was trying to figure it out. This is this is my guesstimate, right? Um, because I'm so my my tournament bag because that has stayed the same, but I still don't know because I never count. I think is twenty one discs. All right. And I think it's seven different molds. Approximately. Approximately. Could be slightly off one way or another. I think I have almost the exact number of discs in my bag as well, weirdly. Yeah, I mean, I feel like 21 is a good... Yeah, somewhere in there, 20, 21. And I have, like, a bunch of different molds right now. I'm trying to work in, like, the terminal velocity discs and... I, my bag is set up for practice right now. So here, I'll I'll, I'll go through my molds just to just to figure this out. Because seven was like a guess. I got Penroses, I got Zones, I got a Baobab, I got Ursus, 
I got rocks. Don't say I got before everything. Just just say it. I got strikes. <laughs> I got way more than seven then. Um, you liar. Orcs, PDs, Servini, wow. DD3. So I got ten molds a piece. You had like almost together. fucking seven in just the drivers. Yeah, yeah. My drivers, my drivers, and my mid range slot right now is 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 kind of messed up. I have so I have. I feel like there's this weird. So I feel like there's this weird thing that happens with certain drivers where they're just as like overstable, you know, like they're, they can do the same flight line, but if there's wind, they are going to get taken by the wind way more than something else. If that makes sense. Yeah. So wind stability. Yeah. Um, so like I have a PD that flies exactly like one of my orcs and exactly like, I didn't even say firebirds. I have 11 molds in my bag. And he's a liar. 2017 Firebird. But the PD will fight the wind more than the Firebird and the Orc will. Um, along with if it's in a tailwind, the Orc will get the most benefit out of the wind compared to the Firebird and the PD. Like, definitely. I don't need all three of them, but I have room, so they're going to stay in. I like it. You got you got uh, options for the wind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't. Well, Eric, I have that many molds in my bag. I think that was episode one hundred and two. I'm just still upset that there's that many molds in my bag. <laughs> Get it cut down, bud. No, I think I'm. I think I'm okay. Oh my yeah, god! I, I think, think I have it. more than that. I didn't I told say the you berry. he's a liar. He's I lying. I have twelve. Now I have to. He's lying. I have to. I'm gonna post he it. Probably on Instagram has like fifteen tomorrow about how many bolts I have in my bag. That doesn't even make sense though, because I have four pen roses, so that would mean each disc is a new mold, except for one, <laughs> and that's the pen roses, and that's a lie. Oh, yeah. I I know Whoops. that. <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah, that was episode 102. Thank you for Should listening. Just... Thank you for being here. Eric, thank you for being here. Should we just like say bye in like a super monotone voice? Like, Goodbye, thank everybody. You hope for joining hope us. you had a good time. Catch you on the flip side. Ca- ca- fuck you. Catch you on the flip side.